you're listening to the Growth Over Fear podcast, where we help you overcome your fears, lean into growth, and learn tangible skills to live a more fulfilled, healthy life. I'm your host, Sarah Martin, personal trainer and online fitness coach. If you're wanting to gain confidence in who you are, let go of your fears, and feel proud and energized to live a life you love, then this show is for you. Now, let's get started. Hello, hello. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday last week and are really just taking some time to rest and relax and kind of recharge before 2023 in the new year. I feel like the time between Christmas and New Year, that week is just like, what is going on? What day is it? (laughs) The schedule is like all over the place because we're still kind of recovering from the holiday or traveling and yeah, and just kind of getting ready for the new year. So if you are like me where I just am like, what day is it? That is a-okay. I feel like it's a great week to, like I said, just kind of relax, rest, and take some time this week to reflect. If you haven't listened to my previous episode on reflecting on this past year, definitely give that one a listen and yeah, use it this week to kind of set your intention for 2023. And kind of going off of that, I want to start our, the episode off with a quote to kind of carry this with you into 2023. So very simple. Sometimes you need to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. So having this quote in mind going into 2023 will carry so much growth into your life. And that's what all my podcast is about. It's just growing into a better version of yourself, learning these skills and mindset shifts to allow yourself to just change your life in a more positive and happier version of yourself. So another quote I love going into 2023 is, if you change your mindset, you will change your life. And I could not agree more. Your mindset and your attitude towards how you show up in your day and your life is how you're going to live your life. So if you're looking for a change, if you're on the edge of, oh, I want to grow and like looking for new opportunities this next year, start by just changing your mindset and already believing that's possible for you rather than feeling nervous or scared of how things are going to happen. So when we are more accepting and open to what is to come, you're going to have more growth in your life. So I hope that helps and you're able to remember those quotes going into 2023, which is sounds so crazy. 2023. Like what? I feel like it's still 2010. (laughs) But anyways, let's get into the main emphasis of the episode today. And that is on foot health and understanding that our feet are our foundation to our entire body. I first learned more about this through the Foot Collective, and they're based out in Canada, I believe. And I did one of their courses, and I've learned so much about our feet and how important they are through that course and through their content. And this was during COVID, so this was about two years ago now. And yeah, it's just transformed how... I help my clients and how also just the results that I'm seeing in my clients and in my workouts specifically as well. 
and my overall health. So let's dive deep into what the primary function of our feet is. And the first function I will say is that it acts as a sensor to our body when we're walking or doing any movement. So if you think about it, it kind of allows us to have awareness of where we are in space, you know, stepping, walking, all those things are proprioception. So just our body or awareness. And when we add the shoes that we see today or any texture like rocks or if you're on a trail, wherever, it can be difficult for our feet to be a sensor to our environment, which totally makes sense. We almost have this little cast or cushion in between our, you know, our sensors to the ground. So it's having our feet not be used as much as they should be. Um, I will also say that it's, like I said, a foundation of our body, which allows us to improve performance. So oftentimes when I'm working with clients, I will look at their feet to see what is going on there. Because like I said, it's our foundation. So typically, if I notice some instability in their hips or hip function is off, a little weak, whatever it may be, we're looking at your knees and your feet, seeing what's kind of happening down the stream. And usually, oftentimes, that is what's going on. Their feet or maybe are dealing with instability, things like that. When you look at our shoes that we see today, right, the more a shoe provides support, the more your foot is relying on that support and in return becomes more weak and less stable. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, like even just like take your shoes off and balance on one leg. Like balance on one leg, see how long you can balance on the one leg and then try the other side. You'll be surprised how actually challenging it is if you haven't really done this in, you know, a while or at all. But the, f- the shoes that we're in basically acts as a cast to our foot. So really great place to start for foot health is wearing less shoes. So either going barefoot if you can, as often as you can, or wearing more of a minimalist shoe which allows your feet to be in a more natural form. These minimal shoes will have typically a wider part at the front of the shoe. So at the tip of your toes, it's wide, almost looks square, which is unlike our normal shoes that are like pointed at the end, right? Even just look at your tennis shoes now, they're probably like, you know, wide where your fo- the base of your foot is and it goes all the way up and like comes together. And that's not how our foot is typically supposed to look, right? If you look at babies or children, their toes are all spread out, and that's how our feet should always be. But because of shoes and the years of wearing shoes, that's where we get these tend to get foot pain, nerve pain down there, or again, our toes are just scrunched together and get bunions. The list goes on. And you probably have never really thought about this because, right, our shoes we just wear shoes that look pretty and like feel comfortable and that's pretty much it. But I encourage you to look at the shoes that you're wearing. And if you are dealing with anything that could be, yeah, like bunions, foot pain, plantar fasciitis, I would take a look at the shoes that you're wearing. Um, cause yeah, we're made to walk on more flat land, not with a positive heel, like where there's a bunch of support on your heel. That's not natural for our feet. The cushion in the shoes are limiting the neurological response that you have, 
and sending that signal to your body. So we want to look for shoes that are flexible. You're able to kind of bend them around. They're flat, very minimal. They're wide, very thin, those type of shoes. Why is this important? Like I said before, this will just improve the foot stability that you have by becoming strong, pain-free, and resilient. Your feet impact the rest of your body. They impact your knees, they impact your hips, even your back. Everything's connected. So start by spending less time in shoes or wearing some type of minimal shoe that has a wide toe front and is just more flat. I would say when it comes to longevity, I'd rather rule function over fashion. When we see these dysfunctions in our feet, like plantar fasciitis, maybe some nerve pain or bunions, things like that, this doesn't just happen overnight. So remembering that this, it might take decades for this dysfunction to appear without really ever giving you pain. So that's just a great moment. Even if like your feet aren't bothering you now, they could years down the line. Because I will admit, I definitely trained in Converse and, yeah, typically Converse a few years ago before I switched to more minimal shoes and because they're flat and that's what I saw everyone lifting in and they're comfy, they're cute. Once I switched, I realized tremendously how (laughs) big of a difference my balance and stability became. My feet and ankles were more strong and stable And that affected my hips. That affected like all my movements. I was like, wow, this makes such a big difference. So it's just a great reminder there. But I will go over next is just basically the dysfunctions that we see. I already went over how footwear isn't built for a human feet. Another dysfunction or reasons for foot health, right, is ineffective current treatment. So a lot of times when you go to whatever professional, they are looking at the temporary solution. So this could be like arch support, typically, um, and soles, things like that. I'm always like, okay, what's going on really, right? What's the root cause? What can we kind of look at before just, you know, having you wear insole the rest of your life? Another dysfunction is just the reliance that we have now in today's age of relying on chairs. So we're sitting a lot, right? We're more sedentary. And if our hips aren't working, it'll be hard to organize our feet in the right position to distribute load and feel stable. So when you're walking or whether you're at the gym doing squats, lunges, things like that. Like I said before, it's all connected. So yeah, if your hips are weak, they're tight, it's probably affecting your feet as well or vice versa. The bones are not going to be in the right position that they should be. And also, that's when our fascia is just messed up in our feet. And that's what the plantar fasciitis, that's what results from that. So, our human body adapts. So, our functions aren't genetic. You know, if we're consistent and we make the changes now, then these things won't happen. I really want to read off this really fascinating... Um, article that I found about children's feet and if you've ever considered how they grow which you probably haven't if you're like me literally I actually hate feet like they're disgusting and (laughs) so it's really funny when I like 
always have to talk about or like are talking about this and passionate about it because I'm like really I don't like talk really I don't like this but I know how important it is and I want to share all this information that I have with you all but anyways going back to children's feet and how they grow they the foot takes a wild journey to really reach this point of being very efficient and take a lot of load right like we're always on our feet so I find this will be very useful or helpful for anyone that has children to kind of take this in consideration with what type of shoes you're putting them in. But it says when your child is born, they only have 22 bones in their perfect little feet. So basically they haven't fully developed the pieces of the bone that will ossify or harden into a fully mature foot. Basically, right, their form getting prepped for being able to walk. So by the time your child is three years old, they will have approximately 45 bones in their feet. What? That's crazy. 45 bones in their feet. And then the bone pieces have now appeared, but they have not fused together into their final form. So while your kids are building their foot strength, their range of motion, their foot bones are arranging themselves into the proper architecture for load bearing. So, right, your body's kind of adjusting the bones. And they can only reach their optimal natural alignment with the foot muscles developing the strength to hold up the three arches of the foot. Our bodies are so cool. And then around the age of 13, so three years old now we're 13, your teen will now have fully formed feet that have solidified into 26 bones. The foot might still have some room to grow, but all of the bones are either going to be fused together or close to it being done um, forming. So your child's foot is very malleable. So considering the bones haven't even fused together yet, they'll end up taking on the shape of what they spend the most of the time moving in. So that's why it's so important when your foot, when the children's feet are developing, we want to make sure that you're putting them in proper shoes. So they have a great start to their foot journey. So that means letting them be barefoot or shoes that mimic like that barefoot, natural looking foot. I think this is so fascinating because it really just shows you how at such a young age, our foot health is impacted so much with what type of shoes we're in, you know, the sports you play, all the things, just like any other, um, you know, muscle or bone in your body, right? Like how what happens when you're young kind of forms you into today but you're able to make those changes as long as you're being consistent like I said so definitely consider looking at other options in terms of shoes for your children if you have children or nieces and nephews or whatnot but to kind of go off of that we do so at 13 that's when we get those 26 bones we the bones solidify and right and that's what we have. 26 bones, 33 joints in each foot. So many. So when the joint is stiff, the muscles essentially aren't working as well they should be. And that happens when our feet are stuck in shoes all day. So you're not, now you're probably like, okay, like, so what should I do to kind of better my foot health? And I will reiterate, it's basically looking at different type of shoes that you're typically in now. So minimal shoes, if you can, and kind of slowly increment, like increase the time that you're in them for, if you do switch your shoes. So I'm talking like five to 10 minutes and then, you know, slowly increase the time. You don't want to just jump to like, 
you know, running in them or, you know, going for like wearing them all day or even an hour or two because your feet are not used to that at all. And they're having to work so much more. So it's basically your feet are going to be so sore after switching to those shoes. So slowly spend a little bit of time once you get them and then you can slowly increase the time. And then another thing is just, again, being barefoot, training. So if you're like strength training or just doing some exercises, it would just be doing them barefoot or without any shoes. And the comfort of your own home would be awesome. And that's just looking at doing more things like single leg balance with your eyes closed or opens, whatever your, you know, level is at. And try not to use your other foot to touch the ground. And trying that for 30 seconds. That's using your foot stability, your ankle stability, and also your hip stability, which is all connected. Another method would be to, while you're training barefoot, perform a series of squats barefoot. So this could be, you know, 10 reps of squats, really focusing on feeling the ground and feeling your feet into the floor as you drop your hips down and stand all the way up. And just notice how that feels. Another method would be to actually spend time separating your toes. And I know this sounds so strange, but um, basically, like it sounds, like really widen out your toes as best as you can. Because we can actually move our toes independently from each other. And this takes a lot of practice for your brain to signal to to your body to that connection, that mind-muscle connection of like, lifting that joint but look at your big toe and when you're standing keep your big toe on the floor and then you're trying to lift the other toes I know it's hard or the other way around have the other toes down and then try and lift your big toe so you're basically just really training those joints and those muscles to work more than they're doing now (laughs) and because I promise you you probably haven't tried this before and it'll be such a big difference in terms of your foot health when you're actually using your feet your toes all of that another way you can do is to actually just like move your toes like up and down and kind of just waking up the brain again connecting your body to your feet is the goal here so what that could look like is if I'm sitting cross cross with my ankle over my knee and I'm just grabbing like my forefront, my forefoot here where it's just at the base of my feet behind my toes and I'm just grabbing my toes and I'm going towards, toes are going towards my foot and then up to the sky. And I'm just rocking them up and down, maybe side to side, twisting them. That is going to help so, so much as well. But I hope those things will really help you kind of just wake up the brain, get yourself more in tune to pay attention to your feet because they're usually just always under attack. They're always just in these like really not good shoes that don't feel great for our feet. And they're like, let me out. Let me be (laughs) using um, all the muscles that I have. Okay. And then last but not least, another treatment method you can do is actually spending time rolling out your feet. So what I mean by that is grabbing a lacrosse ball if you have one, a tennis ball, any hard ball, really, you can use, literally you can be creative and have any kind of tool, but a lacrosse ball or hard ball would work best for this. And this is just spending time 
rolling out your feet. So releasing the fascia in the bottom of your foot. And if you're doing this consistently, I promise you, if you're someone that does have some sort of a pain, this was going to help tremendously. It has helped my clients so, so much, limiting their plantar fasciitis and basically not having it. So you can spend about two minutes, I would recommend, as the dose of doing this for, because what essentially what's happening is the muscles are locked up. The fascia are like really, really restricted and tight, and we want to release all of that. And it might hurt a little bit to be under like pressure, but it shouldn't be like striking pain. If it is, like go off a little bit with less pressure. But the first minute you can kind of go on the arch up and down to the outside of your foot. So you're literally putting your foot on top of the ball, rocking, you know, up and down. Second minute you can have your heel down and place the ball on the base of your toes and then just rocking back and forth to the heel. So I would use this as toler as tolerated. So like I said, it's not super painful. If it is, like, you know, do less pressure and just kind of breathe and like I said before, you're kind of just giving yourself a foot massage. Try it out two minutes each side, each, each foot, I should say, and that will help tremendously. So if you are someone that is wanting to improve your performance, get better at your balance, your stability, or dealing with some foot dysfunction, try out these tips that I shared with you today. If you have any questions at all, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I would love to help you with understanding kind of what's going on and other tips that I might have. I just wanted to touch the surface today about little steps you can take to better your foot health and and understand how how important and obviously overlooked this can be. So I hope this helps you all. I will post in the show notes actually links to a lot of minimal shoe wear that I have used and that I really love. So that way you can kind of shop around and see what you like. Um, There's ones, you know, just with hiking boots that are minimal shoes or even some like casual footwear or for the gym. So definitely going to post those in the show notes. Definitely check it out. Let me know if you have any questions or I really am excited for you to check those out. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend or someone that you do know that could benefit from taking care of their feet. So have an amazing rest of your day. Happy early new year. And I'm so excited to see you next week on the next episode. Happy new year and I'll see you soon.